Entrepreneur on Fire 952. I would rather fail at greatness than succeed at mediocrity. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Looking for a software developer that can take your project to the next level? TopTal connects you with the best developers all over the world. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 400,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Tim Sinclair. Tim, are you prepared to ignite? I am absolutely ready to go. Yes. Tim worked in radio for 18 years, but is now the CEO of Ringer, a platform that allows users to connect with anyone anywhere in the world, record the conversation, and have it sound like the two parties were in the same room at the same time. Tim, say what's up to Fire Nation and then share what's going on in your world right now. Well, what's up, Fire Nation? It's an honor to be here. And John, thank you for uh, having me on the show. I am um, knee-deep, probably neck-deep, actually, in uh, the world of Ringer, which is the company we started about nine months ago, um, doing just what you said, trying to connect people and record the conversations in ways that sound like they're in the same room at the same time. And so uh, we are incredibly excited about the product, but wow, it is a ton of work, but we're loving every minute of it. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to talk about that work and specifically about the journey that got you there. I mean, through radio for 18 years, fascinating. But Tim, before we get into any of that jazz, I always start with what I call the one-minute mindset. I'm going to ask you five questions, five insights into your mind, my friend. The first one being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? Well, uh, ideally, it's a shower and then caffeine or caffeine and then a shower. I cannot wake up without one or the other. Certainly, both help. Uh, And so that is always the start to my day. I do not feel... Like I am the person I need to be. I was a terrible radio host without caffeine. (laughs) Uh, I learned that in a hurry. So um, those two things come first. And then um, I really try to dive into uh, my schedule for the day and uh, any emails that might have come in overnight. That's kind of a a big thing for me is making sure my email box is clear and and I'm caught up. And so after my uh, body is uh, woken up with the shower and my mind is woken up with the caffeine, I jump right into my schedule and uh, get an email taken care of. Yeah, I'm not into my email quite that early, but I will say, you know, I hear people say, hey, put that email off till midday. I can't do it either. I mean, it's definitely part of my first 80 minutes. And uh, it's just, you know, it's the reality when you have things that you want to get out, when you have teams that you want to get cranking. It's just sometimes it has to happen, Fire Nation. And Tim, let's talk about your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur. I've found a lot of them. So choosing the biggest is going to be difficult. Um, I think my lack of business knowledge, I come at entrepreneurship from a very creative end, um, working in radio, and it's it's always just an idea-filled environment. And so I've got lots of great ideas, but not so many great ideas on how to execute those great ideas. And so um, I think my 
lack of knowledge and focus on the business end has really proven to be a big challenge for me. Everything from legal to finance, um, those things are things I don't know about. And so I'm trying my best to surround myself with um, other leaders and other mentors who can help pick up the slack. So what's your biggest strength? Communication uh, and, and vision casting and being able to communicate an idea in a way that inspires people to do something and uh, helps them feel something. I don't necessarily care as much what it makes them feel, whether it's uh, joy or sadness or anger or fear. All those emotions inspire action. And so uh, my goal is always to, hey, take what we're doing, share it in a creative and effective way and try to um, influence people in ways that um, maybe others can't. Wow, I can tell you both of these, the weakness and the strength really kind of resonate with me in a big way because what's so important as we're growing as entrepreneurs and growing our team out, Fire Nation, is you need to know exactly where you you know, really are good and then where you're not good, and then fill in the blanks with a team, you know, with a team that has those strengths, where you have those weaknesses. And Tim, as you're building your team out, you know, you being aware of these things is going to really help you plug those holes that needs to be plugged. And you have some great habits, but what's a habit that you wish you had? Uh, this is going to probably catch some off guard. I wish I was more of a reader. <laughs> I uh, well, what have caught me off guard is if you said I, I wish I smoked that would have caught me yeah, off guard <laughs> <yeah, true. laughs> I, I do not uh, but I don't read as much as I want to um, especially um, from you know thought leaders who would could help influence um, my job and my uh, uh, entrepreneurial uh, in Skills. I, I just I feel like there's a lot to be learned, and that my day is so full of other things that I don't really sit down and uh, and read nearly as much as I want to. So you do have a lot of things going on, though, Tim. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, we have Ringer, we have the whole building of a team, and, and getting that functions and process. But what's the one thing of all these moving parts that has you most fired up today? Oh, uh, I. Can I take a departure from any of those things you mentioned? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, my kids, I got, I've got two little boys that are just awesome. And uh, they're at the, the best age because especially guys, um, when, when our boys get to be uh, six, seven, eight years old, then they are what we wish we were. You know, they like to play with <laughs> they like to play with sports and watch Star Wars and everything is a fight or a competition. And so that is like the dream of most grown men is to be able to go back there. And now I have a very reasonable excuse to do so. <laughs> and so my, uh, my two boys are in the thick of that right now. And I just love being able to be a part of their lives and uh, do things that they consider fun that I haven't gotten a chance to do in a long, long time. Uh, well, enjoy it while you can. I'm not speaking from the experience of a, of a father, but I can remember just the awesomeness it was, you know, but then we get to that, that teenage years and, you know, I, I just know that if I could go back, I mean, I just wish I had kept that relationship up. So, you know, that's something that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have that opportunity now when we can make that time to really build those forging relationships, it can be very powerful. So best of luck to you, Tim. Thank you. It's uh, it's a great uh, time in their lives and a great time in, in mine. And when they get to be teenagers, I'm sure it will be a different story. But right now, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So, Tim, we're going to go to a moment in your journey. And that moment specifically is going to be what you consider 
your worst entrepreneurial moment. So really tell us the story of that moment. Take us to that place in time. Take it away. I don't know if it was worst, but it was certainly scariest. And at the time, I felt like it was the worst. Um, in December of this past year, I had a couple of opportunities to have our company, Ringer, join um, different business accelerator programs. And the, the choice was very, very difficult for me. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. Each side had pros and cons. And um, I felt like for whatever reason, the one that was farther from my house, the one that was longer in time, that gave less money to the company was the one I was supposed to take. Um, and I did and felt good about it for about 30 minutes and then freaked out that I had made the wrong decision. <laughs> and, and I just, I really, really wrestled with it. And I went over the decision with advisors and said, is this what I was supposed to do? And everybody seemed to reassure me that I had taken the step I needed to. So fast forward three or four weeks, I was packing up everything I had to move 250 miles away from home. And uh, if anybody's ever submitted an app to the app store through Apple, you know that that process can take a long time. And our company had submitted in November and now it was late December. And I thought for sure we were going to have a product in the app store by then. I thought for sure we were going to have a number of other things in place so that when I started at this accelerator program, um, everything would be clicking on all cylinders and we would be ready to go. We would have users and, and we would have money in the bank. And uh, so I, I'm driving uh, away from my house, realizing that one, not only has our app not been approved yet and we have no product to speak of. We have no users. We have no forward momentum, but we also have no money. There was 88 cents in the Ringer Bank account as I'm pulling away from my house, realizing that I'm embarking on an, an adventure that I don't know the end of. And, you know, then the, the doubt and the fear start to creep in of, are, are you insane? <laughs> are, are, are you literally driving farther than your money can take you to start a six-month-long journey that may not see any investment whatsoever. And there was just this overwhelming sense of maybe I just screwed up bad. Um, maybe I have I, I quit a job of 18 years in radio um, for no reason. Maybe I'm taking myself away from my boys for six months for no reason. Uh, and, and that, while it has turned out totally different than my fears, it has been a wonderful experience. Um, at that moment in time, sitting in the car, looking at the interstate, it, was, it wasn't pleasant at all. So Tim, as entrepreneurs, we seem to all get to that point. I mean, I can remember bright as day, and I say bright as day, but it was actually pitch black as night, waking up and just kind of like this gasp of air where I was just terrified of the step that I had taken of quitting my job and starting up, you know, this silly little podcast. And just thinking it was just, it seemed so silly that time of the night. So kind of take us through Fire Nation, just exactly, you know, how you in hindsight, you know, perceive that situation and, and how, and really the lesson that you want to give and divulge to our listeners right now who have that on the horizon or maybe who are experiencing it right now. 
Yeah, looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I had an old boss who used to tell me, tragedy plus time equals comedy. And the bigger <laughs> the tragedy, the more time it takes for something to be funny. Um, and so I don't know that I'm quite through all the time necessary to uh, look back and laugh, because uh, it, it hasn't been all that long. But um, I do know that, as we all do in, in this line of work, so to speak, that risk is required. And uh, a quote I have used... Uh, Personally, uh, all the time, I know there are other versions of this. This is sort of my adaptation of it is I would rather fail at greatness than succeed at mediocrity. And as I look back, I could have just stayed. I could have just let the status quo be the status quo and been perfectly okay with that. And I probably would have succeeded at that. Um, But I want to live my life in such a way that even if I fail. I'm failing while going big. I am trying to do something great. I'm trying to live out the calling that I feel is on my life. And if that ends in a spectacular disaster, so be it. I would prefer to live in that world than in one where uh, mediocrity is okay with me. Fortune favors the bold Fire Nation. And Tim, let's shift to another story, but this one's an epiphany, an aha moment. Take us to one of those that you've had that you know our listeners are going to resonate with. And again, tell us the story. Take us to that moment and take it away. Well, this was about three weeks after the drive to the accelerator program in which I was so scared. We had finally gotten approval for our first app in the App Store, and it was a great day. Uh, We had spent months and months in development of this product. And, uh, you know, we had a team that had been working hard and gone through all the bugs and tried to just get it perfect. And uh, finally, it was available on the App Store. And so we were all excited. And I I remember we had a, a little mini conference call while we pushed the button to actually launch the app so we could sort of celebrate that success. And uh, sent out an email a few minutes later to a small email database we had and was sharing the exciting news that people had been waiting for, that this product was out. And it, it wasn't half an hour later that I get an email from a user who said, hey, just downloaded the app, and they had a problem. And I just remember trying to take a step back and going, my, how times have changed in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> we went from being developers and creatives and being so excited about our product to the, uh-oh. Customer we support. Have, we have to support this thing. And I, I think for me, the the takeaway on that has, I, I could have easily looked at the support as, oh, it's just, it's a problem. I wish it would go away. Um But I'm trying to look at those little things and those little bumps in the road and every customer support question as another chance at development. I'm not developing a product. Now I'm developing a user, a customer, someone who I want to have a relationship with as CEO of my company and who I want to really feel genuinely connected to our product, even if their first experience had some problems. And so by shifting my focus from this is just support And the other part is the fun creative development part. I've really tried to look at it as another development project. I am going to develop this relationship into one that, yeah, maybe there was a problem. Maybe there was a hiccup. But ultimately, we're going to get through this. They're going to feel like a part of our team as an early adopter of the product. And in the end, we will have developed it into a relationship, into hopefully a a lasting uh, business uh, back and forth between the two parties. 
There's a phenomenal quote by the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, where he goes, if you're not embarrassed by the shipment of your first product, you waited way too long. <laughs> and what I think people kind of fail and kind of miss a mark on Tim here is that you have to have your product out there and you have to have users using it to continue the product development. Like we think that we need to finish the product development behind closed doors and then release it to the world. But just like you said, that first customer reaching out to you in 30 minutes and saying, you know, Houston, we have a problem. That's an opportunity for you to develop the product, to make it better every step of the way, because you have real people who will raise their hand and says, I want this. I've taken the time to acquire this. Now, this is a problem I'm having. You know, this is something that I wish was there, or this is something that I love. You're going to be getting all types of feedback and you can implement that, Fire Nation. So get your product, your service, your community, get it out the door and start getting feedback and look at it as continued development. And Tim, break it down for us, my friends. What is the one takeaway that you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to walk away with from that epiphany moment in your life? Well, I think you hit on it to an extent. Um, I, I think Seth, Seth Godin says, you know, just ship. You know, you just got it. Got to get it out the door and you have to have some real world experience trying to use uh, what you've created because if you create something that um, nobody uses, uh, certainly investors aren't going to like that. You're not going to be in business very long and you don't want to cater or, or uh, try to change your vision or your uh, call in life to, to just fit the masses. But you also don't want to get yourself into a position where you're trying to help. You're trying to make a difference in this world. And really all you're doing is uh, spending a whole lot of time late at night working on a product that no one's ever going to use. I love it, Tim. So we have some really specific questions. I'm going to be firing at you in a minute here during our lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we know firsthand when you're starting up a new business, finding a place to get your logo design can be a challenge. Sure, your cousin Eddie may offer to help out, but that can get real uncomfortable real fast. And at this stage in the game, you don't have the funds to hire an agency. I've discovered an easy way you can get great design. It's called 99designs, and it's the world's largest online marketplace for graphic design. Here's how it works. You start by telling them what you need in a simple online brief. Designers from around the world begin submitting designs, and you provide them with feedback to refine the concepts. In just seven days, you get to pick your favorite design and start using it right away. If you're launching a new company, 99designs is your answer for quality graphic design at an affordable price. Right now, when you start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire, you'll get a $99 upgrade added for free. As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. That's why it's important to utilize the online resources that can connect us with professionals that we need to get the job done. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you or your team get it done. TopTal offers an entire network of 1,000 developers who are in the top 3%. Everyone in the TopTal network has been rigorously tested by other established developers 
developers so you can rest assured that you'll be connected with a pro. You'll be using the same resource that Airbnb and Zendesk use to help get their projects done and ready to launch on time. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Tim, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready to go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I had tried uh, really throughout my adult life and, and even in high school to, to be entrepreneurial. Um, back in high school, I knew I wanted to study architecture in college. And so I, I teamed up with a builder in the small town where we lived. And I went and did floor plans for houses that he was building. <laughs> they were already being built, but the bank needed floor plans. And so I went out and that was sort of my first foray into business. And I had a number of these throughout my time in radio as well, where I just tried to um, start little enterprises and see what happened. And the biggest hurdle that I couldn't ever overcome was feeling like I needed to do everything myself. I always wanted to um, bootstrap the project, come up with the idea, execute it, market it, and uh, and somehow foolishly assume that it was going to be a big deal someday. And for me, it was a hurdle was getting over myself, was going, you know what? You don't have everything you need to be a success. You don't have, whether it's the smarts or the money or the best ideas or the time to pull this off. You need to bring other people around you who can help, who are passionate about what you're doing, who have some skills and some um, interests and some time perhaps that I don't and work together on something. I, I in, in junior high and high school, I hated group work. I hated it because I just wanted to do it myself. And uh, that sort of spilled over into my entrepreneurial life. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to bring other people onto the team who had things that I didn't before I was able to make, uh, make it work. What's the best advice you've ever received? That was hard narrowing that down too. Um, this, I think, is credited to Scott Van Pelt from ESPN. I've heard it in several uh, other places, but he said this, treat normal people like superstars and superstars like normal people. And for me as an entrepreneur, I think there is so much um, success that can be found in just how you treat people and how you treat customers and how you treat investors and how you treat employees and uh, learning how to do that um, in a way that puts them at ease, makes them feel special, makes them feel valuable, uh, like they're a part of something bigger than themselves is huge. And so um, this quote from Scott really sort of uh, struck a chord with me. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? We talked about a little bit earlier, um, my email and Twitter response uh, to people who are using the product now. I make it a point to um, respond personally as CEO of the company to everybody who contacts us. If they have taken the time to download the platform, to try it out, to use it, and to not just throw it away if they have an issue, but but actually come and say something or share it with their friends online, um, I really feel like uh, one of my strengths and, and a good habit I have is to 
uh, reach out to them and um, thank them not only for for using Ringer, but uh, ask questions, develop a dialogue, see if they have any other great ideas that we haven't thought of yet that we could uh, implement in future releases. And uh, that has already proven to be very, very worthwhile and very, very valuable. And uh, I'm hoping um, that I can keep it up absolutely as long as possible. Yeah, we need to humanize these interactions, Fire Nation. You know, there's Hootsuite, there's Buffer, there's all these great things that we can automate to help us out and to take back some of our time, but not by removing the 100% human interaction aspect of it. So I love that you do that, Tim. And do you have an internet resource like in Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Now, one that I'm just starting to use, um, but I met the founder uh, recently, is, is called Battery, and it's spelled B-A-T-T-E-R-I-I. And what it is, it's kind of like a Pinterest for business and, and an Evernote combined. And so what it allows you to do is using a smartphone, PC, tablet, whatever, to capture uh, ideas, thoughts, articles, uh, videos, uh, pictures, and um, do it remotely and then have it all automatically load to a page that your entire team and even potential investors and clients can then access. And it organizes it in different pages, much like Pinterest would. And you can cordon off sections for uh, investors to go see certain things or a client to see certain things you've created. A design agency might be able to go take pictures of things that inspire them and then share those with the client all on their battery page, uh, as well as, uh, as your team. Um, in whatever business you're working in. And uh, it's really a cool product. And uh, they're making uh, some even more significant changes uh, over these coming next coming months. And I think it's something people really get a lot out of. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I didn't choose a business book uh, because I'm assuming so many of the greats have already been mentioned. <laughs> but um, one from a guy by the name of Bob Goff called Love Does. And this goes back to the people thing that we've, it's come up several times in our conversation already. And it's the idea that um, when you treat people a certain way, um, you get certain results for them, from them. And you don't treat them that way in order to get results. But when you truly love people, when you truly care about them and treat them in extraordinary radical ways that nobody would think of, um, it has an impact and it has a strong impact. And that emotional connection makes a difference uh, long term, whether they are an investor or a customer or an employee or a family member. Um, love does make a gigantic difference. And when you can show that in unique and surprising and unexpected ways, uh, you might be surprised at the results. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Who knows, maybe even a little love does. And Tim, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, given my background in radio, um, I, I'm almost positive I would start a podcast. Yes. 
<laughs> thought you might like that answer. I, uh, you know, there are lots of uh, great mics on the market that are reasonably priced and uh, editing software that you can get for a low monthly price. And of course, I would uh, get a hold of Ringer and uh, use that to record all my interviews. And uh, in the midst of all that, um, I think I could really put something together that would, um, because of my background in radio, be high quality, make a big difference. And um, that's what I would do for better or for worse. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Love it. Combining the skills and the passions into that zone of genius. And Tim, let's end today on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Don't be afraid to go after what's on your heart. But, but for this reason, uh, when it comes to real estate, I've had a lot of friends who've tried to sell houses for a long, long time. And it's, it's been a year, it's been a year and a half, it's been two years. And they're trying to take all sorts of bits and pieces of advice from people as to what would make their house better and what would make it sell. And while all of those people are good intentioned, the perspective of going, you don't have to entice every buyer when you're selling a house, you have to entice one. You have to find the right person who to fall in love with your house. And if you can find that one, you'll get a sale. And when it comes to our businesses, I think there's this innate desire to make what we do appeal to everyone. We, we feel like we want to or need to um, create something that everybody is going to love. And I guess my encouragement would be find what it is you're passionate about, find what it is that you're called to do, and then do it really, really well and do it for the audience that is naturally going to gravitate to it. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about all the feedback that you're getting from people who say, oh, you could get so-and-so if you do this and this <laughs> and this. Um, you'll, you'll derail the train very, very quickly um, if you try to listen to everybody and focus on that one, at least that one group of people and just go after it with all you've got. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, um, ringer.com, it's R-I-N-G-R. Dot com, no E at the end, and uh, Tim uh, at ringer.com is the email address. Love everything you've been saying today, and I know that Fire Nation is so aware that they are the average of the five people that they spend the most time with. And Fire Nation, you've been hanging out with Tim and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com and just type Tim in the search bar, his show notes page, will pop right up with everything we've been talking about today. Book recommendation, resource, of course, ringer.com. Go directly there, R-I-N-G-R.com. Or email Tim. He's given it out. Tim at ringer.com. Say what's up. Say hello from Fire Nation lands. And Tim, I want to just thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. I look forward to it. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.